Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. There are many well-intentioned people out there sharing the mantra, no is a complete sentence. While that's technically true, it's also a limiting perspective. Grammatically, it's accurate, but emotionally, we are far more complex than that. So while this mantra starts the conversation and reminds you in a tough love kind of way that you do not need to justify saying no, it doesn't take into consideration the heart of the matter, your heart in the matter. Today, I'm going to help you do that while ensuring you'll be able to say no confidently and appropriately in a way that feels good to you and is effective. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping clients make space for what matters most in their lives. Join me each episode and we'll talk about decluttering, stress management, habits, personalized productivity, gratitude, and so much more. I understand the overwhelm of life because I'm a wife, mom to kids and cats, and a former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and we're continuing a summer of solo episodes with another topic that comes up on repeat, saying no. It's a hot topic with lots of mixed advice, so I welcome you to grab a drink and take a quick break with me while we explore why saying no is an issue, what it actually means, why you want to do it, and how to do it without feeling guilty or rude. Let's begin with the root of the issue, our perception. I did a reel recently on Instagram with an audio from Terry Kay. He's a video creator I follow, and I encourage you to do the same because he makes really good points through humor. In the audio I used, he likened the word no to cussing, and he's right. People do treat it like that. It begs the question, why do we take issue with the word no? Why is it seen as negative? Saying no is treated like a denial or rejection instead of a choice. Saying no is taken personally because people expect to hear yes, especially from you if you've been a people pleaser in the past. Saying no is made to be a selfish act, when in reality, it's important for all parties involved. Saying no is an important part of protecting boundaries, but it's not just about saying no. It's about figuring out when and how to say it. There are many well-intentioned people out there sharing the mantra, no is a complete sentence. While that's technically true, it's also a limiting perspective. Grammatically, it's accurate, but emotionally, we are far more complex than that. So while this mantra starts the conversation and reminds you in a tough love kind of way that you do not need to justify saying no, It doesn't take into consideration the heart of the matter, your heart in the matter. Today, I'm going to help you do that while ensuring you'll be able to say no confidently and appropriately 
in a way that feels good to you and is effective. The first thing you need to do is understand what yes and no mean in this context. Sounds weird, maybe, but because it's obvious that yes is acceptance and no is rejection. However, we need to be careful with our perception, just as I described earlier. When a request is made, you are assessing if this task, project, opportunity is a fit, whether in your calendar or for your strengths or with your values. Saying no, therefore, doesn't always equate to not wanting to or being willing to, but rather the result of your current assessment. The most important thing to realize when you make a choice is that while the choice may be related to that specific request, you are actually saying both yes and no when you respond. That's because for every yes, there are things you are concurrently saying no to, and for every no, you are saying yes to others. Your power comes in figuring out which is which and making the best choice for you in the moment. You do this by giving yourself space to process that each time you're asked to do something or asking yourself what to do. The simplest way to practice this is to say these six words every time you're considering a request. Let me get back to you. I'll say it one more time. Let me get back to you. That's it. You can use this one response for any request, and I highly encourage you to practice it. Those words give you the space you need to assess and plan a reply. You get the chance to pause, reflect, check your bandwidth, and to really consider what a yes or no would actually mean for you. Then you can confidently answer. When you're ready to reply, I want you to do so in a way that feels good. Provided it's genuine and doesn't mislead, you can do so in person or email or text if it's easier, which is another reason saying, let me get back to you is so helpful. Whichever way you reply, ensure you are direct. If it's a yes, be clear about what you're saying yes to. And if it's a no, same goes with a couple of caveats. When you say no, especially if you're not used to it, you may find yourself wanting to justify. While you don't have to justify what you do, and I don't want you to do it out of guilt about saying no, I understand sometimes you want to say more, to maintain goodwill or express sincere regrets. And when you're choosing something for yourself, you may need reasons outlined to be more confident in your choice. There are ways to provide context without guilt. So let's talk about how to say no firmly and respectfully. Before I give you the specific ways, I need you to remember why you are saying no. Saying no to others is a must for you to ensure you are showing up your best and prioritizing you and your needs. And saying no to yourself is an important act of self-care. You'd think if you get to make the rules for yourself and internal boundaries that it wouldn't involve saying no, but no such luck. Just like parents say no to kids out of love, looking out for their best interests, you need to give yourself limits too. Now it's time to practice, and the best way is to have responses ready to go that can work for you depending upon the situation. I have a very simple formula for you for firm but gracious replies. You'll want to choose one each from part one and part two and combine them together 
in a way that works for you depending upon the situation. Start with a phrase that fits best from part one, such as, I'm honored. Thanks for thinking of me. It sounds lovely. It's so kind of you to include me. I truly believe in what you're doing and want to support you. Then, add in an appropriate conjunction like but, however, unfortunately, along with your choice from part two. But I cannot attend, join, help. But I am unavailable. But I am unable. But this isn't the right fit for me. Do you notice how in each of those there weren't extra details or justifications? That's right, just a reminder that you don't need them. But if you have a relationship with someone where you want to add modifiers like at this time or offer a specific time frame during the summer months, over the holidays, while I'm working on this project, you can feel free to do so. You can even add ask me again and specify a time you'd like to revisit the request, but only if you mean it. The key here is to firmly say no without trapping yourself into an accidental yes at another time, unless you want that. Because I know a lot of givers, I want to add one more important point. If you really would like to help. So technically you need to say no, but if circumstances were at all different, you would totally happily say yes. Well, don't be afraid to negotiate. I'd love to help, but I'm only available next week. Would that work? Well, I could do this portion of the project, and it would take me until the end of the month. Is that okay? You can even negotiate with yourself, which I mention in the Tackle Your To-Do List episode. You can opt to delay a project if it matters to you, but it's a not now. So what do you think? Do you feel better about saying no? You can say no if you want. <laughs> okay, are you more prepared at least? If you'd like some more support in creating and protecting stronger boundaries, head to positivelyproductive.com resources. This is the page you want to go to for all kinds of things that we talk about on the podcast. There's a list of favorite resources and books we mention frequently on the podcast. Plus, you can sign up for the free resources library that has worksheets and checklists I use with my clients. Included in the library, you'll find the list of phrases that I mentioned in today's episode so you can refer to them as you practice. I encourage you to keep choosing what's right for you and standing up for those choices. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.